I am so excited about this. I want to welcome you to the Purpose Project Podcast. During our time together, I will teach you how to pray, how to intentionally develop intimacy with your Creator, and challenge you to discover and embrace your God-ordained purposes. I am your host, Margie Florent. My prayer for you today is that you will be empowered and strengthened in the Word of God to move forward into your destiny. John chapter 16, these are the words of Jesus. They're the words of Jesus that are in red. Jesus said, nevertheless, I tell you the truth. Well, let's go up at verse 5. But now I go away to him who sent me, and none of you ask, where are you going? Because I have said these things to you, sorrow has filled their hearts. And they did. They were sorrowful but because they did not understand the full plan and the full scope of the plan of redemption. So Jesus goes on to say to them, nevertheless, I tell you the truth. It is to your advantage that I go away. For if I do not go away, the helper, the comforter, the helper, the intercessor, the strengthener, the standby, the parakletos, the one called alongside the help, the helper will not come to you. But if I depart, I will send him to you. And when he has come, let's talk about the Holy Spirit and what Jesus said about the Holy Spirit. He said, and when he has come, he will convict the world of sin and of righteousness and of judgment. Of sin because they do not believe on me. Of righteousness because I go to my Father and you see me no more. Of judgment because the ruler of this world is judged. He says, I have many things to say to you, but you cannot bear them now. Now we're talking about the Holy Spirit and his work. And we're going to get into guidance, but we're only going to highlight it. He said, "Um, I have many things to say to you, but you cannot bear them now. However, when he... The spirit of truth has come. He will guide you. This is going to be our emphasis into all truth. For he will not speak on his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak and he will tell you things to come. And then he goes on to say, he will glorify me. for He will take of what is mine and declare it unto you. All things that the father has are mine. Therefore, I said that he will take of mine and declare it unto you a little while and you will see me not see me and again a little while and you will see me because I go to the Father. And let's talk first about the Holy Spirit and his ministry and what Jesus said about the Holy Spirit. First of all, Jesus said that when the Holy Spirit has come, he said he is going to convict and convince the world of their need for Jesus. People who don't know Jesus don't have a revelation of the cross. They don't understand the crucifixion. They don't understand that Jesus was the word made flesh, that he dwelt amongst us, that he was the lamb that was going to be slain, that he was the second Adam. But when the Holy Spirit gets involved in a person who does not know Jesus, the Holy Spirit begins to convict them. He begins to convince them of their need for Jesus. He begins to show them that they need Jesus in their lives. I know in my own personal story, I know that for about a year, I was being convicted by the Holy Spirit and did not even know that it was a person, person of the Holy Spirit that was convicting me of my need for Jesus. And I can remember driving in my car 
Now I have one force over here drawing me toward darkness and another force over here drawing me toward light or toward Jesus, who is the way, the truth, the life, and the light of the world. And I found out later, after I was born again, that the person that was drawing me towards the light was the person of the Holy Spirit. And thank God for praying people. I also found out that there were men and women that were started to really hammer in and pray for me. And when they began to pray for me, it released a greater strength of the ministry of the Holy Spirit um, to convict me and convince me of not my need for Jesus. And then one day I was in my bedroom at 829 North President, Wheaton, Illinois, and I was crying out to God and I said, Lord, what must I do to be saved? Because I had such conviction. I didn't know how to get to Jesus. I thought that Jesus was on the cross, but nobody ever told me really that he wasn't on the cross. My visual was, he's on the cross. And, and, and that was my visual, but nobody ever told me that he was alive forevermore, that he had I knew he meant a mental essence that he was alive, but the revelation of the fact that he was alive, that he had risen from the dead, that he was alive forevermore, and if I would accept the risen Christ into my heart, I would be born again. So that one particular night, I was crying out to Jesus, and I was just saying, you know, what must I do to be saved? Because it had such conviction on me. And, and I heard for the first time the audible voice of God was God the Father, the Holy Spirit, and I heard him say, only believe. And when I believed in my heart that God had raised Jesus from the dead, I was instantaneously born again. I said, Lord, I believe. It was almost like there was a frustration between my head and my heart. Finally, my heart kicked in, and I said, Lord, I believe. And when I believed in my heart and said those words out of my mouth, Literally, it was the most incredible miracle. I was literally transformed. Uh, trans I, I came out of the kingdom of darkness. I was transferred into the kingdom of light. I was transformed in my heart. I became a new creation in Christ. Literally, all things passed away. All things became new. I became a new creation in Christ Jesus. I felt love, the love of the Father, like I had never felt before. I felt the love of the Holy Spirit. I felt him just, 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 I just felt like such a love and such a presence. The presence of God, the presence of the Holy Spirit literally filled my room that night. I will never forget that day. And I think sometimes it's good for us to think about those times where we were born again and the times when we first accepted Jesus Christ. But it was the person of the Holy Spirit that was actively involved in getting me into the way, getting me to the truth, getting me to the life, the Zoe life of God, showing me that Jesus was the light of the world. So the Holy Spirit is active in this, in this earth. The Holy Spirit is active in our world. And he is ever-present help in the time of need. And his ministry is to convict and convince the world their need for Jesus. So we don't we don't have to fight this battle alone, my friends. If you have people that are not saved, if you have children that don't know Jesus and haven't come to the knowledge of the truth, you have a friend who sits closer than a brother, and that friend is the Holy Spirit of God. So God is saying to you today, don't faint. Don't lose hope. If your loved, loved one or your child is not yet born again, 
The Holy Spirit is hovering over them. The power of the Most High is overshadowing them. The Holy Spirit is very active. What the devil wants you to do is the devil wants you to give up. The devil wants you to stop praying. The devil wants you to make a negative confession. My friends, the Holy Spirit's job is to make sure that that loved one comes to the knowledge of the truth and is born again. And it's the goodness of God that leads people to repentance. And the Holy Spirit is showing the lost world that God is a good God, that he is an all-sufficient God, that if they would accept him into their hearts as the personal Lord and Savior, they would be born again. I thank God for the Holy Spirit. I also want to encourage you, those of you that are preachers, teachers, those of you that are heads of ministry, when you're preaching and you're teaching, you're not just doing it on your own. The Spirit of the Lord God is upon you. He has anointed you to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent you to heal the brokenhearted and to bind up the wounds of those who are in need of healing emotionally, spiritually, and physically. So you're not preaching just on your own. You have another presence that's rising up within you and that's come upon you. And not only that, he's not only equipped you for service and equipped you with a mantle of anointing, but he's also at work in the people you are speaking to, at work in the churches, at work as you're ministering the word of God. You see, the word of God is anointed. Not only is the word of God anointed, the Holy Spirit is, 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 is making that word revelation to the hearers. That's why it's very important before church services. But we pray that the eyes of our understanding, the people who are listening, that the eyes of their understanding would be enlightened, would be open, so that they would know what is the hope of their calling. What I love about the Holy Spirit is he is an ever-present help in the time of trouble. So when we're preaching and we're teaching and we're ministering the word of God corporately, the Holy Spirit is hovering all around us and he is actively involved. I don't know about you, but this gets me very excited. I'm telling you, there's a strong anointing on me tonight. Not sure if we're going to get into guidance. I kind of had a feeling, but we're going to at least highlight it, okay? Now, when you share the gospel to people one-on-one, -on -one, again, the Holy Spirit is actively involved. You're speaking to them or you're sharing your testimony. And again, <clears throat> you're not doing it on your own. The Holy Spirit is there to convict and convince them of their need for Jesus. That's why the Apostle Paul said, <coughs> and my preaching and my teaching was not just with enticing words of man's wisdom. Listen, but in demonstration of the spirit and of power that the, your faith would not rest in the wisdom of man, but in the power of God. That's why we said many times in these broadcasts, if we don't trust in the Holy Spirit, if we don't rely on the Holy Spirit, we will get human-sized results. But when we just sit back and let the Holy Spirit hover, and let the Holy Spirit breathe on people that we minister to, the Holy Spirit will be actively involved. What I think we do sometimes is I think sometimes we're too quick. I think it's important for us to sit back and let's just see what the Holy Spirit wants to do. Listen, I'd rather have a little wildfire than no fire at all. If we make a mistake and we do something that's out of order, the Holy Spirit will help us. The Holy Spirit will correct us. The Holy Spirit will point us back 
We just have to be willing and obedient, willing to allow the Holy Spirit to move, willing to allow the Holy Spirit to rise up and have his way. I'm reminded of a time when I had to go get blood work. Can you imagine? I'm going to get blood work. And in walks this nurse. And even as I think about it, I, 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 I'm telling you, I could just feel the heart of God. And, and I, this nurse walks in and I'm sitting on that, that little area, you know, where you got to sit and put your arm out. And the minute she walked in, the Holy Spirit began to download into my heart several scriptures for her. I had probably five, six, or seven of them for her. And I just sat there. I waited, and I waited, but I knew, that I knew, that I knew, that I knew that the Holy Spirit had given me scripture for her. You see, the Bible says, and Jesus said, when the Holy Spirit has come, he will bring all things to your remembrance. And I've put so much word in my heart over the years that the Holy Spirit has something to draw on. And so he was drawing out of the resources of my heart what I had already planted within my spirit. And that is the word of God that lives and abides forever, that incorruptible seed. And when she walked in, I was getting a download of scriptures, one after another, after another, and after another. And this is the beauty of the Holy Spirit. The beauty of the Holy Spirit is not only will he bring all things to your remembrance, but when you have revelation, you know, as you practice this, because you can practice spiritual things, just like you can practice natural things. When you practice this, I have so many scriptures on the inside of me for this woman. The Holy Spirit helped me listen, hold on to them, so to speak. And we're going to be talking about some of these things. He, 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 he. He, he, he downloaded these scriptures and, and he, he made it so that I could hold on to them so that I wouldn't forget any of them. Remember, he will bring all things to your remembrance. And she took the blood. After she took the blood, I said to her, I said, honey, I have something I have to tell you. I said, God gave me, and I don't even care. The, the righteous are as bold as a lion. And people need to hear the word of God. The Bible says they will know the truth. The truth will make you make people free. We are vessels. We are ambassadors for Jesus Christ. And it's time for us to open up our mouth boldly and make known the mystery of the gospel. Our job is to speak the word. It's the job of the Holy Spirit to bring conviction. And I said, honey, I just have to tell you something. Because listen, we don't know who these people are. You don't know who the people are that you're preaching to or teaching to or you're witnessing to. You don't know where they're at. But the Holy Spirit does. He knows the needs and he knows how to get the job done. He that searches the hearts knows what is the mind of the spirit. So he searches the hearts. He knows where people are at. And he knows what they can receive and what they can't receive. He knows the people that are ready and he knows the people that are not ready. Okay? So I just was just straight up bold with her. And I said to her, honey. I, God has given me, I didn't get all religious on her. Stop all that stupid religious stuff. All that amen and glory to God. People in the world don't understand that stuff. Just be normal. People want to see a normal Christian. Not all this Christianese lingo. Okay? Okay? So anyway, so I said, God gave me some scriptures for you. And I started speaking them out. One after the other after the other. He brought all things to my remembrance in the order that he gave them to me when she walked into the room. Over and over, all one scripture after the other. And once I stepped out in faith and began speaking those things, this is the beauty of the Holy Ghost. Then he gave me even more. And when I was done, she looked at me 
and she went up to me and she grabbed me and she started hugging me and crying. What is that? That's God meeting the needs of the people. How does God meet the needs of the people? God was in Christ reconciling the world unto himself. Now the Holy Spirit is here. And now he's the one within us that is reconciling the world unto Jesus and pointing to Jesus, who is the key figure in all of God's plan. That's why we need to trust the Holy Spirit and rely on his ministry like never before, especially in the day and the hour and the times and the seasons that we live in now. So many people are going to psychics and they're going to psychics and they're searching for answers. But we have the answer. We have the Holy Spirit. That's why it's very important, my friends, that we desire, crave, uh, uh, just long for the gifts of the Spirit to be in operation. Because if we don't crave them, and we don't expect them, and we don't look for them, they are not going to manifest. I don't care what you think. The Bible says you can't crave them, even concerning the power gifts. And we're going to teach on that. And the reason I believe God's having us teach on this is because He's going to be demonstrating these things. Um, Kennedy Hagan said, if we don't begin to crave and desire, specifically, he said, the power gifts, we are not going to see the signs and wonders and the miracles that we love. We desire to see in these last days. We've seen the revelation gifts. We've seen prophecy, words of wisdom, words of knowledge. Yes, we need all those, and that's what I have for this woman. But we also need to crave that the power gifts would be in manifestation. I was also another time, again, in a doctor's office, okay? And I won't tell you the kind of doctor it was, but I was in a doctor's office. And when I was having my exam, the Holy Ghost started downloading scripture into my heart for this woman. And then when, I, when everything was said and done, I sat down and I said to her, I said, honey, again, I said, God has given me some scripture for you. And I began to speak them to her, one after the other, after the other, after the other, after the other. And then she says, oh, wait, wait, can I write them down? I said, absolutely. And I started giving her references. That's what it's important to put the word of God in your heart. Put scripture into your heart. I have multiple CD scriptures with different subjects. And sometimes I monetize. Not something. I just listen to them when I'm in the car, when I'm in the house. I just listen to them. We have them on iTunes now. And I just put the word in my, my heart because I know whatever I plant and sow in my heart will eventually come up out of me and be brought to my remembrance, whether it be preaching or teaching or one-on-one -on -one witnessing. So I began to give her the scripture references and gave her all of the scripture. And then when I was done, she said, thank you. You don't know what this means to me. And I said, okay, well, God bless you. And I, I turned around, I opened the door, and I walked out. And when I walked out, I heard her sobbing. I heard her crying. God had met her need. How did God meet his need, her need? By the power of the Holy Spirit. We need to be sensitive to the Holy Spirit. I think sometimes... We're so self-absorbed that we are just insensitive to the Holy Spirit and insensitive to people's needs. But I prophesy, and I believe this with all my heart, and even to those of you that are listening, I believe with all of my heart that God is increasing us in all wisdom and revelation. The eyes of our understanding are being enlightened so that we understand what is the hope of our calling, so that we understand that we have a purpose bigger than ourselves than, you know, psychology that we're being taught in some of our churches. We have, a, we have a God who longs to meet the needs of the people, not just in our corporate services, but one-on-one. -on -one. God is an intimate, personal God, and he longs to meet the needs of the people. I believe that the 
and then I'm seeing something. I see people going into the harvest. The harvest truly is ripe, but the laborers are few. God is hearing his voice before his great army. And I see the Holy Ghost rising up within his great army. And, and, and those of us who are ready and expected, we're going to be sensitive. And he's sending you out as sheep among wolves. And you're going to rightly divide the word of truth. And you're going to preach your word in season. And you're going to be accurate. You're going to your words are going to penetrate the hearts of the people that you come in contact with so that they'll stop serving the unknown God or the powerless God or the psychic God and then we get to serve the true and living God, our Heavenly Father and our Lord Jesus Christ. And this is going to be accomplished not in human-sized results, but with the power of the Holy Spirit. We have neglected him long enough it is time for us to arise it is time for us to shine it is time for us to allow the glory of god to rise within us and that glory is the spirit of god that glory is the holy ghost we are glory carriers we are carriers of the presence of god when you walk into a room the holy spirit walks into the room with you you are not walking into that room by yourself you are walking into that room, thoroughly equipped, furnished, filled with the word of God, meet for the master's use, and you are going in with another presence, the presence and the person of the Holy Spirit. And I believe with all of my heart that God wants us to be get more sensitive to his voice, more sensitive to his leading, because he says, I am going to do through you many great and mighty things, but I need my people to cooperate with me. Let me just share something with you. I guess we're not thinking about this because I'm telling you it's a prophetic anointing. Let me just tell you something. I was the kind of person, and I shared it with a friend of mine last weekend. I was the kind, and I, I still am. I am the kind of person I would rather sit in the back of the church, mind my own business, and be my introverted, quiet self. But when God calls you and God anoints you, he can turn you into another person. And all God is asking of you is to be willing. All God is asking of you is to say yes to him because he wants to show us some great and mighty things. Yeah, but I just heard somebody think or say, well, I'm on a lot of issues and I'm certainly not perfect. God will take the foolish things of this world to confound the wise. He will take the weak things of this world to confound the wise. Your greatest weakness, my friend, can become your greatest strength. And for me personally, I was this, I still am, this introverted self. And what happened is God took me and said, that's your weakness. You don't rely on yourself. You know, you think, well, you know that you can't do it without me. So now I know I can, my power can flow through you. Because when you're weak, that's when my power can flow through you. When you know you can't do it, that's when my power can work through you. I was at a certain church. We were actually having a KIU event in Tom Fiola's church up in North somewhere, New Jersey, Franklin. And I am telling you, this God is my witness. I had had a hellish two days. Like you can't even imagine. Got news beyond bad news that you can't even imagine. And I remember going, I was the, I'm the leader of this prayer movement, whatever you want to call it. It's on hold for right now till we get further direction. But I, I'm the leader. You know, I'm the one. I'm supposed to have the word of the Lord. And here I'm crushed. 
Here I'm despised. Here I'm rejected of men. Here I am in sorrow. Here I am grieving, right? And I'm going to the closet and I shut the door and I'm sitting on top of the can. Say, Lord, how the heck are you going to use me in this service? I'm so weak. I'm so so crushed. I, I, I can't even believe that I have to speak. In, and, and we have the cameras there because our goal is to teach the world how to pray. So I can't even believe that I've got a minister today. How am I going to do it? You know what the Lord said to me? He said, not by might, not by power. He said, by my spirit, I am going to empower you to preach this word. And I went into that service. And I, it's, it's just the most incredible thing. When you see the Holy Spirit use you in your weakness, you know it's not you. Therefore, you don't get lifted up in pride because nobody knows you more than you know you. Do you understand what I'm saying to you? And so I got up to minister, and the minute I stepped foot on those stairs up to that platform, my girlfriend, Angel Carlos, she was ministering on, on the keyboard, high-level prophet of God, psalmist, teacher, a friend of mine for 38, 40 years, my best friend, one of my best friends in the whole wide world. And she started playing that keyboard. The spirit of the prophet came upon me. I began to prophesy. God turned me into another person. I began to prophesy to her. And then I began to prophesy to the people. And God gave me a word for this generation. You should look it up. It's called a prophetic word, seasons of advancement, shakings, and miracles. And for 17 minutes, the spirit of prophecy came forth. How can that be? How can the Holy Spirit use you in such a degree like that? Because when you're weak, that's when you're strong. When you know that you can't do it on your own, and you know that you're not going to be able to do it, that's what the Holy Ghost says. I'm coming in and I'm taking over. You know who the people that's, that, that, that's difficult for them to flow in the Holy Ghost? Don't get mad at me. If you get mad, I don't really care. I'm going to say it anyway. The people that find it hard to flow in the Holy Ghost are the people that have pride. And God resists the proud. And he gives grace to the humble. When you know that you need God, and you know you need the anointing, that's when his power is, is made perfect in your weakness. So I just wanted to share that with you. So the Holy Spirit has a ministry to the lost. The Holy Spirit has a ministry to the ministers. The Holy Spirit empowers us. My friends, I'm going to tell you, he is everything. We have everything that we need to, to see and do and build the kingdom like he longs for us to build it. We just have to cooperate with him. The lost, he has a ministry to the lost. He has a ministry to the church. He also has a ministry to the church. What I love about the Holy Spirit is he's very diverse. He's very, he's an intelligent being. And he's very smart, very intelligent. And, and he has a ministry not only to the world, he has a ministry to the law, to, to, to the church. And, and part of his ministry is John 14, 26. But the helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things. And here it is, bring all things to your remembrance, all things that I've said. We already quoted that remembrance part. But let's talk about the part where he says he will teach you. See, so many times people think, well, Margie's, Margie's teaching. Yeah, I'm teaching you, but it's not just me teaching you. The power of the Most High is overshadowing me. The anointing that I have received abides in me. And, and the Holy Spirit is the great teacher. He's the great revelator. 
So when we begin to open up our mouth, he said, I'll fill it. That doesn't mean that we shouldn't prepare. The Bible says, study to show yourself approved unto God. Workmen that need not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. We got to study. Oh, you know, I'm just going to go out there and float and I'm going to be prepared to speak before all these people. No, study to show yourself approved unto God. Do your part and God will do his part. As a matter of fact, I've seen multiple, multiple times that the Holy Ghost, I will sit for a week and day in and day out, hide myself in my home office. I will prepare 25 pages of notes, 30 pages of notes. And then I get up to minister and he says, I will take the things of mine and show it unto you. He, when he desires to work like this, he will have me move in a vein or in a river or in a flow that I had not thought of or prepared for. Because if I had thought of it and prepared for it, I would have messed it up. I was prepared. I did have my notes. So if that special anointing wasn't there, that different anointing wasn't there to flow in, at least I had my preparation. I had my notes and the Holy Ghost was in it and he would anoint it. But what I'm saying is it's ultimately the Holy Spirit who is the teacher, okay? I couldn't teach, and I shared this last week. Um, why I was in a conference at Kenneth E. Hagen's camp meeting years ago after I graduated, years ago after I, after I graduated from Rama, and, and I was sitting in this in this humongous um, conference. It wasn't a conference. It was they called it a camp meeting in those days. It was thousands and thousands of people. I'm sitting in the bleacher, and as God is my witness, it was like the size of two softballs dropped into my mouth and into my heart and i don't know how to explain it other than i was instantly in the spirit i was still there i knew where i was but i was in another realm and that was right after that that i had a gift where i could teach it is the gift of god lest any man should boast we i have a gift that i could teach whereas before i couldn't do it okay so it's all of god so he has he is ultimately the teacher. Let me just say this. I wrote a book called Prayer for the Ministry Leader. And people think I wrote that book because it says by Margie Florent. But the truth is the Holy Ghost wrote that book. Because one day I was in my friend Tom Sardella's church and I was telling him and his wife Lynn about this recently. And I was in his church preparing my Bible out, preparing, and I started reading Acts chapter 12, verse 5. And Peter was kept in prison, but prayer was made without ceasing unto God for Peter and what there was the results of their praying. And as God is my witness, the Holy Ghost began to download Revelation and show me multiple things out of that. And that's how that book was written. Who, who wrote that book? The Holy Ghost. Even the scriptures. The Bible says these things were written as men and women, men and women were moved by the Holy Ghost. It's the Holy Ghost that is the great teacher. First John 2.27 says, that the anointing which you have received abides in you. You need not that any man teach you, but that as that same anointing teaches you of all things, it is truth and is no lie. Even as it is taught you, you shall abide in him. So the Holy Spirit is our teacher, okay? If you ever feel like you're stuck and you're in a dry season and you're in a dry place, you're not having any river of the presence of God or flow of the presence of God, I strongly encourage you to pray the prayer of Ephesians chapter 1 
Um, if you want the exact reference, I'd have to get it for you. Ephesians chapter 1, where it's starting at verse 15 and read all the way down to verse 22. Pray that the eyes of your understanding would be enlightened. Pray that you would know what is the hope of his calling. Pray that you would, Ephesians 3, 14 through 16, pray that you'd be strengthened with might by his spirit in the inner man. Pray those prayers. And what will happen is the Holy Spirit will be activated, 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 and that he will begin to open up your eyes, show you things to come, show you things in his word, and it makes everything so much more fun. Thank you for listening to the Purpose Project Podcast. For more content, video, and teachings like this, visit margieflorent.org.